Hey guys, it's Kat and Dwight here with Access to Health's On-Call Conversations. Today we have our friend JT here with us, who also happens to be a psychiatric and mental health nurse practitioner here in the area. And today we wanted to cover uh, mental health in the holidays and why we see such an influx of mental health increase in the in the holiday times. So um, JT, we'll start out by not only giving you an introduction of being one of our good friends in a psychiatric and mental health NP, but we want to start out by asking, why is it that when the holiday time rolls around, um, why do we usually see an increase in need for mental health services? Well, I want to start by saying thank you guys for having me. Um, I do appreciate it. This, this is a really important topic. Absolutely. Unfortunately, a lot of people either don't have family or they don't feel connected to the family. And I think that's a big stressor during holiday season. And also, let's face it, we all feel the need to spend money that sometimes we don't necessarily have. Right. And that's also a really big stressor. And then I think what we don't talk about enough is major depression, seasonal type. Yeah, seasonal affective disorder, huh? Seasonal affective disorder. So the DSM kind of relabeled that last year, and they decided it was major depressive seasonal type. It took away the seasonal affective. Same thing. Same Just thing. renamed. Just renamed. Okay. But we're fixing to come into the peak of that season next month. The less light that we have, the more people are going to feel stressed. I think that the main thing, though, is not having that connection, not being able to see friends, especially during COVID. Oh, yeah, especially yeah. Uh, like our our patients that are in um, nursing homes, uh, assisted living centers, you know, they're really restricted on who can and cannot come in there. And I know at least some of the patients that we've we've had to see um, that are in that situation, it's it's really taken a toll on them as far as the mental health part of it goes. This is a really good time, I feel like, for people to develop that bubble of people that they do talk to, mm-hmm. right? And just talk. Be honest with each other. Be open. Be frank. Be sincere. Say what's on your mind. Find that person or those persons that you can talk to. Yeah. And, and talk it out. And, you know, if, if you're not around your family, chosen family sometimes is even more amazing than your actual family. I know. We have we have several friends that, I mean, they're not biologically family, but, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, they're our family, you know? Everyone has those people in their life that, you know, we're not connected by blood, but you're my person regardless. Uh, and everybody needs that person. They do. Absolutely. It's so good for your mental health. Mm-hmm. It's so good for your Absolutely. Absolutely. And we have different options nowadays, especially with all the forms of technology we have. Absolutely. I mean, we've got FaceTime. You've got uh, what Facebook? Uh, I think Facebook has created some kind of group yeah, video they, chat thing, and they have. yeah, you've got Instagram. You've got text messaging. I mean, you've got all kinds of options nowadays. House so, I mean, party. Um, all kinds of things are out there to to you know to be able to connect digitally yeah it's it's not the same and you may not feel that organic connection right there's not that human touch there but you know in the meantime hey we do what we got to do to at least prevent the spread of this virus but at the same time maintain that that connection with others absolutely it's this is not forever Mm -mm. not forever forever. it's temporary and we have to keep telling ourselves that absolutely because it's good for your health to keep telling yourself that this is a temporary situation absolutely and we can work through it so I do have a question, though, and I, I guess I'm going to punt this one to Dwight because this is more of 
something he was wondering about as far as friends and family, if they notice something uh, going kind on. Kind of uh, things that family and friends can kind of look for as far as uh, mental health disorders and individuals that they're around. Um, what can they do, such as anxiety and depression? What can they do to help, especially during holiday times? It seems like it's increased during that time to you. Yeah, or, definitely. Oh, yeah. So everything's increased right now, especially um, our depression numbers and our anxiety numbers are almost doubled from what they were last year because of COVID. I mean, I know we keep talking about that, but it's it's with us. And I think what we need to monitor, not only in everyone, in everyone you meet, is that level of connectedness. Do they still authentically reach out? Are they still interested in their hobbies? Are do they appear to be sleeping all the time? Are they always tired? Are we seeing a big difference in who they are right now compared to who they normally are? Exactly. Even with the depression, exactly. anxiety, or, or what other conditions they have. Not socializing with people as much. Not socializing. Kind of staying in their own space. Staying yeah. in their own space, giving up their hobbies. Right. Those are all, you know, big, big, big thing to me. We've made these plans. I'm in, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in. Mm-hmm. We're going to do it at 1 o'clock. Okay, now I don't feel like it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I can't make it. Not one time. We all had that one time, right? Right. Right. But that repeated amount of times. Someone needs to go knock on the window and say, hey, I know, you know, (laughs) social distance, but like I'm checking on you. Yeah, I'm checking on you. Yeah, definitely. They may have some some periods of irritability that may be increased. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, Um, especially someone with anxiety, Mm -hmm. irritable defensive because people feel like others don't understand that right and i don't think that's true i think that everyone has some level of anxiety and it's a matter of getting increased coping skills to deal with it right so right now you know it's kind of difficult to do face-to-face type sessions like when you're talking about going and learning those abilities to cope right now we're having difficulty with patients getting appointments and needing the um needing the distance between them and their counselor or getting getting appointments even to go in because everyone's so afraid they're gonna spread it but we have these options now right we have um what is it talk space we've got um i know we're working with a group uh texas behavioral health out of houston where they're doing um telecounseling uh telepsychology and even telepsychiatry and so I think we need to get the word out that if you're having these symptoms, if you feel like you're going down that hole, you know, reach out. There are options. We don't need to be just sitting at home like, okay, someday I'll see my counselor again. Nope. We have phones now and we have FaceTime. We have apps. We have whatever. Right. Get on there. Talk to a counselor. Don't be by yourself and keep spiraling down that hole. So easy to Google and find some type of service. Yes. Something. Or through us. Like we just, all it takes for us. Like, you know, either call us, we'll do a televisit, or you can even come in. We got our mask, we clean up, we do everything. And all it takes for us is to send over a referral to Texas Behavioral Health and be like, hey, this person needs to be seen for this. And they're like, no problem. And that same day, they'll make an appointment and and do a televisit with them. And that's perfect. Perfect. And there's no reason not to. Absolutely. No reason not to. And a majority of the time, it's covered by insurance. 
Um, I know we do self-pay. I know that company does self-pay. A lot of these different apps and companies that have um, their either online or app uh, counseling services, a lot of them have self-pay rates as well. So at this point, there's not really an excuse not to get help. You know, no, there, There's really not. There, there's no reason to not get help. There's no reason to feel alone. There is a whole network of health professionals out there that are willing and able to support you until you find your own support group or at least reestablish that link with that support group. Yeah, absolutely. Now, here's something else that we're seeing, too. Um, I know Dwight and I are on the emergency medical side, and you are on the emergency psych side. So what are – I know we know from our side, but you know way better than we do on it. What are signs and symptoms that friends and family members need to look at for these friends that – not only are experiencing that depression or anxiety, but might be going down a more lethal route, I guess I should say. Like, what are things we need to look for to say, okay, it's time to go and get emergent help on this? I feel like the number one clue is often giving their possessions away and reckless behavior. You know? Yeah. If your person has always been relatively safe and all of a sudden they drive too fast, they drink too much. Too much. Especially during the holidays. Here, let me take a handful of this medicine, you know, I, I don't care what it does to me type thing, you know. Oh, absolutely, and I'm a chaser with this bottle of vodka, by the way. Yeah. Right? So their behavior is reckless, they don't care, and they may actually, well, this, we all know this, they may drop really like covert hints. Mm-hmm. You know? Hey, I need to make my will out. Yeah, or, you know, they, could you know. take care of my dog if something happens to me? Like, Absolutely. dropping weird little hints that you're like, um, okay, why are we thinking about this kind of stuff? I won't be here. You don't have to worry about me. Maybe I'd right. be better off dead. Right. You know, maybe life would be better without me. Like, yeah, yeah, maybe you'd know. be better off if I was dead. Yeah. Yeah. So, I think that's the main thing is to take those things seriously. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, because textbook on paper is, you know, oh, are you suicidal? Yes or no? You know, do you have a plan? Yes or no? It's not always that easy. It's, it's not always that, that straightforward. It's it's never that easy as far as I'm concerned. Mm-mm, never. I had a friend who told me, and I think this is one of the... I, at first, I didn't understand it, okay? It took me... I had to think about it for a long time. What he said was, people who are truly suicidal are not in the hospital. Right. They don't want it obvious. They, they don't. They don't. They don't want it obvious. So watch your people. We, we discussed earlier about disconnecting. What are they doing? You know? Are they disconnecting from you? Are they disconnected from their family? Watch your people mm-hmm. and listen. Listen. Because there will probably be some type of verbal suicidal threat. Right. Absolutely. And a lot of times these things are uh, the families and friends are the first responders on these things instead of the providers and healthcare workers because right. by the time we get it, it's already kind of too late. It is, I agree. Yeah. It is too late. So don't be afraid to ask that question. Just ask it. Yeah. And, and and even here too, like if somebody walks in and tells me I feel like I need to go jump off the rainbow bridge right now, hold on, sit down. We're going to have a talk and we're going to talk about this. Like. Oh, yeah. You know, here, we're not going to turn people away. And I know with the emergency rooms, if you come in and say, I feel like I'm about to jump off the bridge, you're not going to get just banded and wait in the waiting room. They're going to be like, okay, come on, come with me. We're going to get you taken care of because that is 
up there with heart attack and chest pain and stroke symptoms, those signals, the suicidal thoughts or whatever, that's up there with those as far as emergencies go. Absolutely. And that's not opinion. That is fact. That is fact. Yes. And this is that time of the year. Mm-hmm. Right? This is that time of the year when people tend to want to attempt that. Mm-hmm. Any thoughts on why this time of the year is increased to you or is it just the stress of the holidays? I think it's the stress of the holidays. I also think that, and we said, I said this earlier, I really do think people are affected by that lack of sun. Mm-hmm. That vitamin D level. Yes, vitamin D down. levels. And yeah, because we're not going outside as much. Right. Sunshine makes us happy, you know. <laughs> Sunshine makes us incredibly happy. Yes, because we're able to get our vitamin D from it. That is why we're so happy during the summer and I truly think so as well. Truly Even those people so. who are like, I don't like the heat, but you need it. But you need it. <laughs> and so, yeah, I, I think both of those are are really a big deal. They, like I said, not connected and not getting that sunshine, not getting, you know, and people also. And there's a lot more interaction during the summer too. We're out, we're going is. fishing together. We're going to the beach together. We're going to all these different restaurants that are, you know, outside waterfront and we're with each other a little more. Even while we had COVID restrictions, there were a lot more restaurants seating people outside, so, outside in the sun, fresh air, talking, having, you know, if you have a drink of choice or if you're a sweet tea person, whatever, you're just enjoying that time. And I think since the winter has come, I think, yeah, absolutely. I definitely think that that's uh, definitely affected, affected that part of things. I agree. I mean, it's just, it's not a great time of the year for so many people. No. But it can be. It can, it can be. be. Can be. You know, people even miss their outside exercise routines. It's cold mm-hmm. outside, right. you know? And you're not you're not going for that walk. Mm-mm, because it's it's a lot colder. And as bad as it sounds, go get yourself a jacket from Walmart, get you a little headband to cover your ears, and get outside. Get outside. Get vitamin D. Get, get covered. You know, even if you're like, oh, man, I'll just leave the pool because, you know, we're not swimming in it anyway. Nope, go outside. Clean that pool even if you think you shouldn't because... You need that vitamin D and to get outside. You absolutely you know? do. And vitamin D brings me to a thought that I, I had often talk about it, as you know well. Nutrition. Our nutrition this time of the year is... Horrible. It <laughs> is absolutely it's horrible. horrible. Right? Pumpkin pie, you know, uh, sweet potato pie, stuffing. You know, you eat that Thanksgiving meal for like a week after. Right. And then for Christmas, it's all sweets and cheesecake and cookies and christmas cookies i mean that's the <laughs> i mean those those awful little cookies you get from walmart that are just real soft i think those are at every christmas party we go to and you always take a handful of them home you know cause they because they come in a box of like 60 yeah <laughs> yeah so our diets are horrible on top of that you know and I, I truly believe the nutrition plays a really big role yeah in mental health you have in my opinion you need to sleep correctly yeah. right absolutely you need good sleep you you need good exercise mm-hmm and you need to eat something of value. I feel like... Even if you just take the multivitamin with yes. the cereal you eat in the morning, you know? <laughs> Sugary cereal. With the cheesecake. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Just get the vitamins just in and then go outside. Just get the vitamins in you know? and then go outside. Do something to make yourself feel better. Because I think when you're taking actions to physically better yourself, you're mentally going to feel better about yourself. I agree. You know? I also believe, and I, I don't know what you guys think, but I think that we we spend this whole month 
eating terribly, and then you spend that whole month saying, what is wrong with you? <laughs> Why do I feel like this through the winter? Right. Dragon sluggish. Yeah. You're, you're <laughs> like, sluggish. And as you're eating that cheesecake, you're Everyone's like, blood sugar's running high. That's why we're feeling <laughs> sluggish, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> you're like, wow, why am I doing this? Why am I? Right. Yes. Exactly. So on a more serious note, though, now that, you know, we've all talked about our cheesecakes. So, okay, here in the area, we are fortunate enough that we do have two facilities that have emergency mental health services. Yeah. Yeah. So as far as those services go, I know I was in the emergency room a few years ago, um, both here in Beaumont and the one down in Port Arthur. And we had our routine. Now, I think some things have changed, but is it still the same where when you come in and say, look, I'm having suicidal thoughts or I, something's not right. I feel like I need to go, um, you know, run into traffic. Like, do they still say, OK, we need to bring you're you. Prioritized. Back? Yes. OK. You're prioritized. And sometimes you don't even have to say it because, as I said earlier, people sometimes don't say it. Yeah, and those those ER nurses are trained. You know, they spend, you know, and now we have at least, you know, close to where, where I'm based, um, we have emergency psych nurses Absolutely. right there. And that's what they're trained to do is evaluate you and be like, okay, you need help for this area. Let's get you that help. So Absolutely. we've got what we've got St. Elizabeth ER that does emergency psych. Now they right. don't have inpatient psych, but they can transfer you over to either Baptist hospital or the closest available facility. Right. We've got Baptist hospital that has both emergency psych and they have inpatient um, psychiatric and mental health. And then we have the medical center down in Port Arthur that does um, emergency psych and they have inpatient um, psychiatric and mental health as well. Right. Yeah. And Baptist, in addition, has day treatment. That's right. They do have day treatment now, and don't they? And outpatient psychiatry. Okay. Well, that's new. I didn't know about that. That is new. Okay. Yes. So, they do they, um, is it to where if the patients are seen in the emergency room and they're not to the point that they need to be admitted, that they say, okay, we're going to follow you up with our outpatient? Yes. Okay. So, they can come there and get lined up for everything they need. Yes, to. they really can. Okay. They really that's can. That's awesome. I didn't know they had that program now, but that's awesome. Brand new. Yeah, and that's a big deal. That is a big deal to be able to have that follow-up care because the way it was previously was they'd come in, they'd get the psych eval, and um, they either were inpatient or it was, okay, follow up with whomever. And, you know, patients were like, well, I don't, I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to navigate that. Who do I call? And so that's great. I think that is just awesome that they have that program now. I think it's amazing, too. It's, yeah. It's the right thing. Absolutely. It, yeah. the same services for the non-emergency mental health care. And... So we have them locally, too. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's a good thing. Well, we we appreciate you sharing all that with us today, JT. Um, I think we've we've kind of covered a lot of what we want to talk about. Right. Is um, there a certain crisis hotline that we? Uh, yeah, the crisis hotline. That's right. Uh, yeah there there is a local crisis hotline. Um, I don't know the number right offhand. Um, you know you what? Like we talking, can look it up real quick. Yeah. That way, we can say it right here on this podcast. I like that. Okay, National Suicide Hotline. Okay, so that number is 1-800-273-8255. And I'll say it again, 1-800-273-8255. And if you feel like you have any kind of mental health concern, 
you feel down, you feel anxious, you feel like you need to jump off a bridge, walk into traffic, or you know something isn't right. And here's something else we didn't cover. If you started taking a new medication and you start having some weird thoughts that you've never had before, you call this number and you ask them, you tell them what's going on and they will direct you to where you need to go. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now you can walk into our office during our office hours. And if you tell us any of that, we're going to figure out what we need to do for you too. But if you're not able to get here, if you don't have a primary care doctor or a primary care provider, someone that you're able to get to, please call that hotline or get to the emergency room. We, we don't want to see anybody hurt. We don't want to see anybody have to suffer permanent effects from, you know, a temporary condition. So please, if you are experiencing any kind of mental health condition, get help. There's there's plenty of help available, whether it's through JT, whether it's through us, whether it's through the suicide hotline, whether it's one of these local emergency rooms, get some help. And if you if friends, family, if you notice one of your friends or family members in a state like that, get them help too. You you cannot go wrong getting them help. And there's privacy laws too that that protect their confidentiality. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I know a lot of people feel like they don't want to be seen because they're like, well, people are going to think I'm this or they're going to think I'm that. Absolutely not. There are privacy laws. And so if you walk in and ask for help, it's between you and and that psychiatrist or that psychologist, counselor, nurse, whomever. It's between you guys. So what you talk about is between you and it does not go to the world. And it's quite frankly, it's nobody else's business. What happens, you know? No, it's absolutely not. Yeah. So I guess, you know, if we have covered everything we want to cover today, I think, you know, we did good getting the word out there. Is there anything else we need to add, guys? I think we covered it. I think we, we covered appreciate it. you coming to visit us. Yeah, we're so glad, appreciate we're so glad you got to come today. You know, took a few minutes out of your super busy schedule for us, you know. I appreciate it. Yeah. And to, to add to the end of it, you know, JT and Dwight worked together um, back in the day when, you know, they still combined psych and ER and, you know, they go way back. But JT was actually my nursing instructor um, several years ago, back when I was in nursing school. So I just feel like honored to be able to be sitting across the table from him to to kind of pick his brain on on how all this works. So I'm actually the honored one. Yeah. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, Um, We hope you enjoyed listening and tune in next time for our next um, Access to Health on-call conversations.